Hi there, it's Albert again. So today I'm gonna talk about English accent. Personally, I think I don't have a typical accent like American accent or British accent. The reason is that I, when I was a kid, I wasn't taught English in the right way. So people often listen and then speaking. And then they learn to read and write. But for me, I would talk to read and write first. So you know, like my speaking skill was not good. So when I was 12 years old, my father registered for me a slot in an English center. So um, the English center at that time lacked uh, the equipment and. Uh, materials. So the materials were pretty high. I remember that a book is about one hundred thousand dollars. It's quite expensive at that time. Thanks to my father that I can learn English. And about the equipment, you know, the cassette wire date lights from the twentieth century. Totally quite old, and their sales wasn't good. So, but uh, thanks for that. I have learned a lot of grammar. So when I took an exchange exam into a local school for gifted students, it's quite famous in, in my province. So I got the second position in English class. So. That everyone was very good at English, but at grammar, you know, we also have a lab for English students. When we have many cabins, and we each cabin have headphones for students to listen to the audio uh, when the teachers play the audio. Um, it's very mm, quite good, but. I didn't find uh, learning English at that time interesting, you know, because in English class for a gifted student, you have to work very hard to get a national prize. But national prize is like a dream. If somebody got it, but I think it's worth a dream, so I didn't find it interesting. So later, when I I uh, went to the University of Foreign Language Studies in Danang City. When I meet a lot of excellent students from other provinces, I was shocked because at that time I had no idea IELTS test is yes IELTS test. One of my friends in class, he had IELTS seven band score, so I was shocked. Because everyone spoke very well, they expressed their ideas very clearly, and I didn't. So I went to ask my lecturer,、uh, which book can I improve my pronunciation? So she introduced me to the book Sheep or Sheep. That was very really helpful. One of my friends. Uh, he introduced me to the series of friends. Like he watched 
it over and over, about one episode three times. I think it was well, a good half, but I didn't feel that very interesting. Like、uh, maybe they have a lot of adult people, so it's、uh, quite not interesting, not amusing. So I came to watch Hannah Montana. Do you know Hannah Montana? Um, um, Miley Cyrus played the main role in that series. That is quite fun. So I imitate her, her voice and her tone. So it's quite good. Uh, up to now, when I have been an English teacher for about three years, I think that accent is not really important because、um, when I ask native speaker Vietnamese, yet I am a Vietnamese person as a native speaker. I was born in another province, and I lived in another province for about eighteen years, and then I moved to Danang to study and. Work for about six years, so my voice, my accent is like mixed accent, but I don't understand it. And also, I think so.、Um, so is English. But however, if you want to be more professional, you、uh, you have a job in English, so you have to choose to. Improve your speaking skill, like American accent or British accent or Australian accent. Is that okay? So right now I am trying to improve my speaking skill by recording podcasts like that. So hope you enjoy this podcast. Bye. See you. Hi there, it's Amber again. So today I'm gonna talk about. Six ways to feel better about your job. Is it an article written by Kendra Terry on VeryWellMind.com? The first one: If you start each morning dreading going to work, it can take a serious toll on your happiness and well-being. Even people who let their jobs get bored, frustrated, or dissatisfied with aspects of their work. From time to time, in other cases, people can experience burnout or dissatisfactions with their work culture. What can you do if you are unhappy with your job? The obvious solution is to consider changing jobs, but it isn't always an option. Fortunately, there are things that you can do better about your job right now. The first one: focus on the positive. Even if there are aspects of your job that are weighing you down mentally, you can feel better about your job by focusing on the things that you do like. What work style do you enjoy doing the most? Are there certain things that you wish you could do more of that work? What are you learning from your job? It's Amber again. So today I'm gonna discuss the topic how to get to sleep. From www.nhs.uk. So people spend one third of their lives sleeping, 
Just living is very important to our life. There are five tests that can help you get better sleep. The first one, sleep at regular times. This can program the brain and internal body clock to get used to a set routine. Most adults need between 6 and 9 hours of sleep every night. By working out what time you need to wake up, you can set a regular bedtime schedule. Number 2. Make sure you wind down. Winding down is a critical stage in preparing for bed. There are lots of ways to relax. A warm bath will have your body rich, a temperature that's ideal for rest. Writing to the list for the next day can organize your thoughts and clear your mind of any distraction. And relaxation exercises such as light yoga stretches have to relax the muscle. And the third one, make your bedroom sleep friendly. Your bedroom should be a relaxing environment. Experts claim there's a strong association in people's mind between sleep and the bedroom. However, certain things weaken that association, such as TVs and other electronic gadgets, light, noise, and a bad mattress or bed. Your bedroom ideally needs to be dark, quiet, tidy, and be kept at a temperature of between 18 and 24 Celsius. And the last one, keep a sleep diary. It can be a good idea to keep a sleep diary. It's my uncovered lifestyle habits of daily activities that can contribute to your sleepiness. A sleep diary can also reveal underlying conditions that explain your insomnia, such as stress or medicine. That's the five tips I want to share with you today. Bye! Hi, it's Amber again. Today I'm gonna read an article named How to Sleep Better by Kristen Fuller on VeryWellMind.com Sleep is one of life's greatest gifts and is the wonder for our mental and physical health. However, sleep can be complicated and insufficient sleep is a public epidemic according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Sleep takes up a third of our life and it has a tremendous impact on how we live, function, and perform during the other two-thirds of our lives. Sleep is indeed as vital as the air we breathe and the food we eat. So, what is good sleep hygiene? The first one, be consistent. Go to bed and wake up at the same time every day even on weekends, and make sure you are getting 7-9 to nine hours of sleep each night. Inconsistent sleep schedules or poor sleep can lead to diabetes, obesity, depression, addiction, or anxiety. Second, make sure your bedroom is comfortable. 
Your bedroom should be your sanctuary. Sleep at a cool temperature, approximately 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Block out lights with heavy curtains or eye shades, and drown out noise with a white noise machine or earbuds. The third one: avoid blue light before bed. The use of artificial lighting. And electronics at night may contribute to sleep problems. Electronic devices such as computers, smartphones, tablets, and televisions emit light of a blue wavelength, which might trick your brain into thinking it is daytime. This, in turn, can disrupt your circadian rhythm. So this is the end of today's podcast. The next part will be published tomorrow. Bye.